You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 35 West Shelton Avenue. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.church. Thank you, team. We sing this song of Hosanna today, and I want to uh, welcome Aaron. Uh, Aaron Bergman is our children's team leader, and he does a lot of work. Um, some you might not see. It's kind of behind the scenes to organize our whole team and um, provide for uh, care for our littlest ones and our godly play program, which has been continually expanding for the last, it hasn't, has it been a year? I think just a year. Um, so we all are going to get to experience a little bit of that, um, the godly play storytelling today. Aaron is prepared to lead us, and um, we will also participate in uh, the way that our kids do to wonder and ask questions about the story, and Aaron will lead us through that too. So I just want to um, offer a word of gratitude as Aaron comes up for all the work that he does to care for our children and to lead in this congregation. Aaron, come on up. Yeah, yeah, give him a hand. Oops, not quite. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Ooh, that's live. All right, I'd like to invite, if the children are ready, Children can come and sit along this edge right here of the map of Jerusalem. I can see some kids that are ready now, and that's good. You don't need anything. In, um, you, uh, we'll go get the palm branches later, but you can sit along the edges right here. You can see we might need a little bit of a path right here because I'm, I'm going to leave here, so that's good. And wherever it is you choose to sit, you're going to have to uh, stay seated because I don't want to step on you. I'm going to, unlike normal godly play, I kind of just stay in one place, but this map is so big and we have to, I have to do things in a different way. So it's very important that you don't, um, that, that I know where you are so I don't step on your hands or I don't step on your feet. This is a map of Jerusalem. <clears throat> and maps are very good at telling you where things are, but they're not very good at telling you what they actually look like. So we're gonna to have to use our imagination. And I say this mostly for the adults because kids are great at using their imagination. But adults, you also are gonna to have to um, turn on your imagination right now and imagine that this is Jerusalem. Maybe, and uh, maybe to help the, some of the adults, there, we can have a slide of uh, Jerusalem pop up on the back as a picture. Oh, that, that's not a very good picture. Well, all the more reason to use our imaginations. Um, today, these days, Christian, Muslim, and Jewish pilgrims visit Jerusalem as a holy city. And 15 years ago, I was one of those pilgrims. I walked these streets, and I prayed this story, and I will never be the same. 
No one knows exactly how old Jerusalem is. Even during Jesus' day, it was an incredibly old city. Today we know that it's over 3,000 years old, but no one knows exactly how old it is. 1,000 years before the time of Jesus, King David came to Jerusalem and King David took the city of Jerusalem from the Jebusite people. His son built the first temple and his son was named King Solomon. Then, later on, Babylonians, uh, the Babylonian people came and they broke through the walls. They invaded the city. And they burned the temple. And they took the Jerusalem people, the people who were living in Jerusalem, back to Babylon in exile. And some, days, uh, some years later, the exiles returned and they rebuilt the wall and they built a second temple. This is that second temple. And you can see it's, it's also on top of a structure called the Temple Mount. Kind of like the Statue of Liberty. The statue, there's a statue and then there's a thing that the statue is on called a mount. So there's the temple and the Temple Mount. Jesus came to Jerusalem many times, as a baby and even as a boy. Uh, his, the, his mother Mary and the father Joseph found Jesus in, uh, near the temple when he was just a boy talking with the other priests. But this is the story of the last time that Jesus came to Jerusalem. This last time that Jesus came to Jerusalem, we remember every year during a time called Holy Week. And Holy Week begins today, Palm Sunday, and it ends next Sunday on Easter Sunday. So, you already know where the temple is and the temple mount. There's the southern gate here. There is the, uh, the upper room. And we're not exactly sure where it is, but maybe it was here as much as anyone uh, knows after so many centuries. This is, this is the house of Caiaphas, the high priest. This is the palace of King Herod. This is the Roman fortress of Antonia. And over here, along the eastern side of Jerusalem, outside of the wall, is a valley called the Kidron Valley. And on the other side of the valley is the, the, mountain, uh, the Mount of Olives. You can see it right here. And as part of the Mount of Olives, there's the Garden of Gethsemane. And there are olive trees in the Garden of Gethsemane that are as old as, that, that are still alive from the days of Jesus. They're that old. Over here, 
we have Golgotha, which means place of the skull. And it is where Jesus died on the cross. Nearby, we have a cave, a tomb where Jesus was buried. Jesus came from Galilee, and Galilee is a region, it's an area that's uh, further this way, outside of Jerusalem. And he came with the 12 uh, following a river called the Jordan River. The twisting Jordan River led to Jericho, which is another city. And in Jericho, Jesus healed the blind Bartimaeus, and he had supper with Zacchaeus. After leaving Jericho, they would have continued to come this way uh, through the low desert and then climbing up, up, up the long road to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is on a hill. It's high up. It's on the top of a, it's the top of a ridgeline, a mountain. And, so, and Jericho is very low. So the road to Jerusalem goes up. And as he winds up, he would go along the road and on Saturday, the Jewish day of rest, he might have stayed, Jesus and the 12 might have stayed in Bethany. Can somebody remind me what day comes after Saturday? Go ahead, just, just say it. Okay, so then Sunday, the next day, Jesus awoke and he sent two disciples ahead of him into Jerusalem <clears throat> to borrow a donkey. A donkey. Jesus borrowed a donkey and would have gone around Jerusalem and entered in the southern gate. Here, in this way. He rode the donkey through the streets, the old pilgrim route that would have gone from the southern gate through the oldest part of the city up to the Temple Mount. Now, some people might have noticed Jesus riding on a donkey, and they thought that he was the Messiah. And so what they did was they grabbed, they cut some palm branches. And if you want, you can go ahead and grab a, one palm branch right now and bring it back. And they waved those palm branches at Jesus as Jesus walked along, because that's what you do for a king. You wave palm branches at a king as they pass by in a parade on a donkey. Another thing they, uh, thank you, that's very good. You can, uh, you can put them back now. <laughs> there will be more uh, palm branch waving later. Another thing they did as he passed by, another thing you do for a king, is they took their cloaks off 
and they put their jackets, their cloaks, down in the streets to make a royal carpet for Jesus' donkey to walk upon as it went through the pilgrim path up to the Temple Mount. And they would sing, uh, they would say, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Or they would sing, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. When Jesus reached the Temple Mount, he got off the donkey and they left it at the opening, at the entrance. And Jesus and the Twelve would go into the Temple Mount, cross the courtyard, and enter the Temple to pray. When they finished praying, they left the temple and crossed, out, uh, crossed the courtyard and out to the temple mount and then out another gate over here along the eastern part out of the city of Jerusalem and up to the, temp- the um, Mount of Olives to, st- to spend the night. There's some people who think that there was an, actually a bridge that connected Jerusalem to the Mount of Olives, but other people are not so sure. And there they spent the night. Uh, call it out. Tell me, what day comes after Sunday? On Monday morning, Jesus probably started teaching in the temple. So Jesus and the twelve would come down out of the Mount of Olives, cross over the Kidron Valley, through the gate, back to the temple mount area. And probably would have been teaching in this area right here along next to many other rabbis who often would teach in what's called the the court of the Gentiles. And crowds of people would start listening, would gather and listen to what Jesus would say. Monday night, the Jesus and the Twelve went back to the Mount of Olives, over the Kidron Valley, up to the Mount of Olives, and would stay there to rest and sleep the night. Can someone tell me what day comes after Monday? Tuesday morning, Jesus went back to the temple and this time might have gone up the stairs that are inside the temple mount over here along the long royal portico. And that's where the, uh, the money changers and the merchants were. There's a lot of selling and a lot of buying going on and it's such a holy place, it made Jesus angry. It made him very angry. In fact, angry enough to grab the tables and flip them over and uh, thus uh, dis- disrupting all of the money changing. And it also he upset the merchants who had little animals who were there to be purchased so that you could sacrifice something in the temple. He, he upset them too. In fact, he was screaming. He was screaming. He said, My house should be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Get out! Get out! The temple guards noticed Jesus, and started watching him intently. 
They also noticed the crowds were getting larger and larger, and that made them worried. Jesus and the twelve would have gone back down through the gate, over the Kidron Valley, up to the Mount of Olives, and would have spent the night. When, uh, can someone tell me what comes after Tuesday? Wednesday, right. So Wednesday, Jesus would have come down and probably attracted even larger crowds. Lots of people were, were now watching and listening to Jesus. And the temple guards were also getting very worried and very nervous. And they started talking with each other about how they could arrest Jesus. Jesus would have finished teaching and would go down and maybe with his, with his closest disciples, Peter, James, John, Andrew, maybe as the sun were setting, he might have said, uh, the disciples might have asked Jesus, what is going to happen? Can someone tell me what day comes after Wednesday? On Thursday morning, on Thursday morning, Jesus did not go to the temple. The temple guards were ready to arrest him. But he did not go to the temple. In fact, that day was the day of Passover. And all of Jerusalem was getting ready to observe Passover. And so the disciples asked him, uh, Jesus, where should, we, where should we celebrate the Passover? It's a, it's a dinner. Where should, we, where should we observe? And Jesus said, go into Jerusalem and find, a, and find a man carrying a water jug. That man will show you where. And so they did. They saw a man with a water jug and he led them to a house. That night, that evening, Jesus and the twelve came from the Mount of Olives down here and they went to the appointed house and they climbed up the stairs into the upper room and they had the last supper with Jesus. The very last time they would have dinner with him. It was a Passover Seder, Passover supper. When they, rem- when they remembered how God rescued the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. In the Exodus. Jesus shared the bread and the wine with his disciples, and he said to them, Jesus shared the bread and the wine with his disciples, uh, telling them that he was always going to be with them, even in the bread and in the wine, and especially in the bread and especially in the wine. And the disciples did not know what he meant, but they would never forget. Jesus also told them to love each other. Jesus told them, and he showed them how to care for each other by washing their feet. And after that, Judas, who was one of the disciples, ran away. He fled into the darkness of the city. The rest of them went down from the upper room and went through the city back to 
the Mount of Olives for the night. It was late and dark, and Jesus decided to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. The others fell asleep. When Jesus returned from the prayers of the Garden of Gethsemane, the temple guards came out of the darkness and arrested Jesus. Judas had helped them arrest Jesus. And the temple guards brought Jesus through the gates and to the house of the high priest Caiaphas. And the priests that were there asked him many questions. Jesus was mostly silent, but when he did speak, the head priest Caiaphas ripped his clothing in a sign of anger and disgust. It's something that many Jewish people do even today at funerals or in difficult times. They rip their clothing as a sign of how angry and disgusted they are or upset they are. And the head priest Caiaphas said, blasphemy, which means these are words against God. And they convicted him of the crime of pretending to be God. The temple guards probably took him next that night to a, a Roman jail in the bottom of the fortress of Antonia. Can someone tell me what day comes after Thursday? Friday. On Friday, Jesus, the Roman guards would have brought Jesus up to the top of the fortress to meet Pilate, who was the governor of Rome. And Pilate asked Jesus many questions. He asked, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, that's what you say. He didn't answer any of the other questions. So, inst- so Pilate sent Jesus to Herod, the palace of Herod over here. The Roman guards took him to the palace of Herod. And Herod grew very tired of him very quickly. Uh, Jesus didn't speak very much at all. So Herod sent him back to Pilate, the Roman governor in the fortress of Antonia. Now there's a tradition, a Passover tradition during the time whereby the Romans would release a Jewish prisoner one, uh, once every Passover. And so Pilate showed Jesus to the crowds and he called out to the crowds and he said, who should I release? Should I release Barabbas or should I release Jesus? The crowds said Barabbas. And so the Roman guards prepared Jesus to be crucified. They brought Jesus along the streets towards Golgotha. 
They hung him on a cross and he died. Even even during these days, during this time, pilgrims can start at a school, which used to be where the Roman fortress would have been, and they, you can visit the Via Dolorosa, which means the road of great sadness. And you can walk, as many pilgrims do, to Golgotha, which now has a giant church built on top called the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. I will never forget what it was like to walk that road. After Jesus died, the disciples took his body off the cross and they put his body inside a cave, a tomb given by Joseph of Arimathea. They rolled a giant stone in front of the cave to close it like a locked door. Can somebody tell me what day comes after Friday? Saturday is the Jewish day of rest. And so Saturday was very still and very silent. Can somebody tell me what day comes after Saturday? Somebody, Sunday morning, some women, some of Jesus' followers, came to the cave to be with Jesus, with his body. And what they found when they arrived was that the stone had been rolled away and the tomb was empty. And they discovered that somehow Jesus was with them as Jesus is with us even today. Can I get the next slide, please? We're gonna do our wandering a little differently than we do upstairs. And I'm going to involve the grown-ups as well. So what I'd like you to do is find someone that you want to wander with, uh, someone you might be sitting next to, and I'm gonna read these individually, and, uh, and then you can tell your partner, tell the person you're, you're, you're sitting next to what your answer is. And I wonder what part you liked best. Go ahead. I wonder what part is the most important part. I wonder what part is about you? Or where are you in this story? I wonder if there is anything we could leave out 
and still have all the story we need. I wonder what we can do in our church during Holy Week to remember this story. I wonder if there is more we can do to mark this special week. I'd like to invite Julie back up um, to, to close us out. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected, visit circleofhope.church. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook at circleofhope.net.